Right, so let's discuss briefly the issue about confidentiality. So, as I mentioned earlier, even though you are not supposed to say anything uh, unless otherwise uh, you seek the permission of the client firm and also unless otherwise there are cases, that is the fundamental rule. There, there are two things, okay? There are two circumstances that uh, distort that through, which I have gone through with you already. The first one is obligatory. Now, this is where members are bound to disclose information. So this is under the process of the law where they serve, uh, they, when they are served with court summons or called as witnesses uh, to a case involving their client. So I've already mentioned this. So if we are in the court or the, we, we are summoned or we are invited to be witnesses for, or to be a witness for uh, a lawsuit against the client, then there we can't say anything. We are under oath. So we need to say everything. We know. Two, it's voluntary. So if it is not a lawsuit, we are not. If it's not a lawsuit, and we are not uh, summoned, or we are not being witnesses, or we are not being a witness up to uh, a case against the client firm, voluntarily we can give the information out, or we can speak. But the circumstances where members are free to disclose information is one. If in the is in the public interest, if it's in the public interest, so I have mentioned over and over again that the word public interest is not defined. So you have to seek legal advice. So the auditor must seek legal advice before deciding to go to the public and decide to say anything. So that is the first thing. Second thing, to protect a member's interest. So for instance, if a client is saying something about you or someone else is saying something about you, about an information you have gathered about a company and they are saying that you did this, you did that, then there you can voice out to be able to protect your own interest and your own uh, self. The, second, the third one is authorized by statute or authorized by law. So for example, where auditors are supposed to report uh, any non-compliance with law or regulations to the proper authority. So for instance, if it is stated or there are laws, regulations, directives that if you're an auditor or you're an audit firm and you audit a company and you realize that they are not paying their taxes, they are not complying with legislations, then you should come straight and report to us. Then then you don't even seek the permission of the management. You have to go there straight because it is by law. If you don't do it and later on they find out, you are also going to be in trouble. So these are the two circumstances under which we as auditors can talk. The next thing is to talk about quality control and we've mentioned this also over and over again. So members must ensure that the audit work being carried out is of high level of quality. Now this applies or this relates to applying the international uh, standards on auditing during the audit and also we have to uh, apply that as the whole firm or to the whole firm, as the whole, whole audit firm and also to a, every individual engagement that we undertake. So the whole firm must make sure that we are undertaking, uh, we must make sure that we are going to undertake um, a quality audit and also in every audit engagement we must make sure that we are undertaking a quality audit. Right, so let's look at a question. I think I have a question here for us to discuss. 
Explain the ethical implication of the following two practices in relation to fees. Fixed fees and low bailing. Now, when there is a fixed fee, what is the ethical implication? One, the fee agreed may not be high enough and this may lead to insufficient work being performed. This will increase the risk of inappropriate audit opinion being given in that case. So if, for instance, there is a fixed fee that we have undertaken or that is in practice, that if you are auditing firms like this, you're going to charge that fee, then what is going to happen? What is going to happen here is that you, are, you may not undertake the audit work the way it has to be undertaken. In that case, you are likely not to be able to issue an appropriate audit opinion. Why? Because probably the expertise you need and the work involved is very high. The second is low bailing or low balling. With this one, the fees being set so low means that the audit firm needs to, be, to retain the client for a number of years in order to recover its initial losses. Therefore, independence will be impaired as the audit firm will not wish to lose the client in the short term. It could be seen as unprofessional because it means that smaller practices cannot compete. So that is what we mean by this. This is where we are charging a minimum price on the audit in relation to that. So what it means is that at the start of the audit for the firm, we're going to be charging low prices. But as and when the time goes by, that is where we can increase prices slightly, slightly in that case. Now the final thing to discuss or to talk about is some regulatory issues. Now this refers to the various issues to be discussed uh, as the regulatory bodies such as the uh, ICA Ghana. Then also the issue about money laundering and we've spoken about the money laundering that the process where a firm is engaged in criminal activities uh, making them to uh, get some assets which they or have an asset or cash which they make it to appear to be what a legitimate activity so we as auditors must consider the issue of money laundering now money laundering issue or usually involves three distinct phases one placement of the funds into legitimate business activity so what these people do is that the money they are earning is illegitimate but they are going to put it in a legitimate business activity Two, transfer of money from business to conceal its original source. So once they put the money in a legitimate activities, then they now transfer it to an unknown account. Then integration, that is the money takes on the appearance of having come from a legitimate source. Because we put it in the business account, so when we are transferring it from the business, it is a legitimate amount of money. So it is like a clean money, but not a good money. Now note this about money laundering. The Bank of Ghana, with the help of the Ghana's Financial Intelligence Center, has enacted the Anti-Money Anti Laundering Act 2008 Act 749, the Anti-Terrorism Act 2008 Act 762, and the Anti-Money Laundering Regulations 1987. So these are some regulations issued uh, by the Bank of Ghana in consultation with the uh, financial intelligence center to help to solve the issue about money laundering and also terrorist financing because that is also 
an issue about money laundering. So these are what we must consider when we are discussing the issue about practice management. What I would want you to take care or that we want you to measure, to take care or to look out for here in this model is about the factors to consider before the audits as well as the uh, ethical principles and the threats that are likely to be exposed to our independence because you are going to see these questions or a question like this, maybe five to eight more questions in relation to independence, in relation to uh, the IFA codes, in relation to what you must do to mitigate the risks and all these things. So you make sure that you get these things and you understand them very well. So I'll see you in the next model as we discuss the issue about audit planning.